Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having No More Mondays. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to this episode of the No More Mondays podcast. As always, I am super excited that you've decided to join us for this episode entitled The Places We Go and the People We Meet, which I've subtitled Belonging is Important for All of Us whether we're introverted or extroverted. When I decided to start the No More Mondays podcast, it was really important for me to bring in people who have found satisfaction in careers serving others, whether they're working for themselves or for someone else. And even though, you know, entrepreneurship isn't for the fate of heart, in a way, it can be easier to be satisfied with your job simply because you're removing a big chunk of the unsatisfaction equation, which is a boss. So on today's episode, I'm really excited to bring in a guest who has achieved the goal of serving others and finding career satisfaction while working within someone else's established organization. So in a minute, you're going to meet Randy Davis, who has had quite a journey in his his professional life, and I'm excited for him to share it with us because it started with six years of service in the Marine Corps. And through that experience in the military, Randy developed a love of leadership and more importantly, learned himself the importance of engaging people at all levels of an organization to support healthy work cultures and highly engaged employees. These two things have come together beautifully in his post-military career transition into recruiting and talent acquisition, which makes me excited since it's kind of directly in my field of work, where Randy has really found a passion for professional matchmaking and helping companies and employees find each other and create lasting professional relationships that are supported by mutual respect and authenticity and real relationships. So a true relationship hit man himself. Let's give a very warm welcome to Randy Davis. Randy, welcome to the show. Hi, Angie. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. It is my pleasure. And like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm one of the reasons I'm excited. There's a lot of reasons I'm excited for my listeners to kind of hear your story and just for you and I to talk today. One is because you've done two or three things many people don't do um, to push yourself towards satisfaction, but also because we're in kind of complementary and related fields. And I think that we both share some motivations and similar approaches to how we support job seekers. Um, And I have a feeling we're going to get more into that, but I really want to start by learning a little bit more of you. So I've given a few of the big highlights, but as I mentioned, uh, you've navigated career change and a transition out of the military, and we might as well throw in the move across the country (laughs) with a family. So walk a little bit higher level of the detail there and dig deeper into your story and how you got where you're at today. Well, thank you. And and it is a pleasure to be here. And I have a um, pretty long story, but I'll try to keep it as condensed as possible. I'm originally from the Southeast. I was born and raised, well, I was born in South Carolina and spent most of my adolescent years, teenage years in Virginia. And uh, somehow South Carolina always had a pull for me centrally at different stages of my life. I went back there for college and um, graduated with a marketing degree. And so I, I always knew that I would probably do something in business, although I had no idea what that would, was actually when I graduated college. And so I kind of dabbled in my career coming out. Um, I actually was in uh, financial planning with a company there in, in Greenville, South Carolina for a while. 
Once I graduated, I, I got married early on, had that financial associate financial role that I was in. And with my wife, it, it, I started asking her how I really could pursue a desire that I've always had. And that's always been service and service to country. And I've always been very patriotic. I grew up in a family where that was always a priority. For our vacations, we would travel around the country and my parents had this little pop-up camper. And it, and it really became for us, um, those were our family times where we would go to, to battlefields or historical sites or you know just places that were well known in our country because we didn't have a lot of time or, or rather a lot of money to uh, travel. And uh, so I wanted to serve and, and I had the opportunity to do that, um, ended up applying and going through um, Marine Corps Officer Candidate School. And I joined in 2011, so I was a couple years out of college at that point. But uh, I spent six years there honorably and ended up getting out in, in 2017. But I learned a lot in my time as an officer. And, and kind of like uh, you mentioned, just the, the level of engagement that uh, different employees or different individuals of an organization are required to make it move and how every single one is important. And I had the, the pleasure to to lead individuals that were at the very bottom. And I had the pleasure to engage those at the very uh, top uh, from generals to, to uh, commanding officers and everything. So really got a good feel for what that looks like. And I saw bad organizations and I saw great organizations and I saw bad leaders and I saw great leaders. And so I really understood at that moment, even though all those individuals were there uh, and had a, a responsibility to fill their time. And so I think that's really when my my passion for people and leadership really started to develop. I got out in 2017 and I actually went straight into an operations role in South Carolina and it was the worst thing ever. Um, <laughs> most, most people would probably say, you know, a Marine, an officer, you're going to be great at operations. It's a logical progression when you come out of the military with the discipline yeah. and the organization. Absolutely. But not it necessarily is. is people driven. No, and it's essential. It's essential to an organization. It's essential to doing things well. And so I stuck it out for a little bit, but really did some soul searching at that time of, hey, what am, what am I passionate about? And obviously it wasn't operations, but it became... Um, a conversation that developed with uh, a VP of sales and marketing for a, a recruiting firm in South Carolina that really, really gave me my break. We we had a plan to come out west, and, and I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah now to kind of finish that circle. Yeah, we we're going to talk jump. more about that in Mountain Neighbor. Yes, yes, I'm I'm loving it out here now. I you know born and raised East Coast, but loving the mountains, and I don't yeah. think I'll ever go back. I'm a Northeast coaster, but That's I, right. I forgot about that. That's uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's hard to, it's hard to give away 300 days of a, a year of sunshine and go back East. But, and I want, I definitely, I want to, I want to dig more into the actual type of recruiting you're doing now, because it's exciting for me to kind of get up to speed on that too. And as you've transitioned, but there's something that I want to, I kind of want to touch on because I think it's an Im important piece of your story for the, for our listeners who might be considering change or nervous or fearful about making change. And that's that, you know, you have, you've made two kind of big transitions and a, a military. First of all, thank you for your service. And second of all, that transition is very, very difficult. And I think the important thing, whether you're somebody listening who is considering or transitioning out of the military or just considering a transition or professional change in general, the, the takeaway, takeaway one from Randy's story is one, you, you, you kind of, you missed the mark. 
it wasn't a grand slam right out of the ballpark, right out of the gate. And it took yeah. it took a little bit of, you know, figuring out where you existed in a different space to then learn what you didn't want to do, which can be just as important as knowing what you do want to do to figuring out where to go. So I think that that's an important element of your story and want to make sure that that's just something that inspires and gives people food for thought. Yeah, no. And, and you bring up something really interesting because it, that's not the first time. And it actually occurred in my military career when I first went in. I went in as a as a pilot uh, candidate and was pretty far into um, flight school and realized at that time, once I was literally three months from, from getting my wings, um, after about two and a half years of studying and intensive, of intensive flying and, and all that, that that wasn't the right path either. And so I've taken um, kind of a roundabout uh, approach to my career at different <laughs> steps. Um, and I, you know, maybe I'm becoming a, a jack of all trades and a master of none. I don't know. But I think, you know, I, I learned a lot of lessons through that uh, of just what I'm able to push myself through, the perseverance and the importance of relationships. It's funny. There seems to be a there seems to be a, a common theme developing in a lot of my conversations lately, which is pushing yourself out of your comfort zone because it's the safe safe space that a lot of us like to stay in. But the, it's the cliche. I think I've said this before, too. Cliches are are cliches, but they're cliches for a reason because they're usually true. And that uh, beyond that comfort zone or, or uncomfort is maybe a, a way to put it too. Or discomfort's probably the actual grammatically correct word, which I should probably use since I'm a resume writer. Um, <laughs> you know, they, beyond that discomfort and the realizations that come from it are good things. Yes. And, and I think it's important to stress too, uh, you know, there are many moments and, and to be real and transparent here, because I'm all about that and open communication of, um, and truth behind my story. Um, you know, there's no imposter syndrome here, to be honest. I, I, I struggled just as much as anyone else with doubt and wondering what those decisions would look like and fear. And honestly, it, it's part of a process. It's part of a path. It doesn't mean it's the end, especially if it's something that you're not passionate about or it's not doesn't mean it's the end if it doesn't work out it's okay to fail it's okay to not succeed in a way that maybe you thought you were going to or that the path that you thought you were going to take was was going to end up in maybe a different spot it's okay and ultimately it is something that is preparing you or or a part of what you're going to do next Love it. I couldn't have said it better. Tell us a little bit more about what you're doing in this specific space of recruiting and, and kind of what you're up to. Yeah. So, you know, my passion is people. And um, when I came out here to Salt Lake, I, I had the opportunity to talk to a couple of different companies and really uh, understand uh, my passion is, is developing the relationships with the purpose of bringing business to the company. So I work for a company now. Um, it's, it's called Recruiting Connection here in Salt Lake. And they're an established recruiting executive search firm. And with executive search firm, many people will think, well, just executives, that's that's all you're focused on. Um, it, that is a part of what we do. And the executive C-suite is certainly important. Um, I think of it more from strategic hire. Um, and that is where we specialize. It's, it's white collar professional roles. We're not doing labor roles. We're not doing, you know, um, manufacturing, you know, line type roles. We're, roles we're where the relationship on- is actually key to the success of a yes, 
Yes. And, and that position is, you know, strategic to the success of the organization. Um, and so really we craft uh, candidates and, and searches to go out and, and headhunt people and bring them to the table. It's a cruel, you know, uh, grotesque word, I guess you could say, but that's what we do. <laughs> well, and you, just, you just went there and I was going to, I was just actually going gonna, gonna to say, we're going to go dark here for a minute and talk about the fact that recruiters get a bad rap because of just the, you know, the hiring, the yeah. tone of hiring to today. And I want to know how I want to know your response to that. And also, I think how how you navigate that in the work you're doing. Yeah, no, that's a great question, because it's something I have to deal with every day. And, and I, I don't know that there's a way, uh, a magical solution around that. You know, oftentimes, recruiters or firms, um, there's a lot of players in the industry. And we do get a bad rap because there oftentimes are things that are done that are uh, not ethical. There, there are things that are done that are not transparent. And some of those are um, maybe, I would say, some are by design. I will say that. Some are not. And and, and I think, again, that just comes to open communication. But it, again, it comes down to relationships. And so if if you're looking at uh, hiring or you're looking at using a recruiting firm, it, is it just for transactional or are you looking for a partner, a long-term solution to your organization's talent needs? And that looks different for every organization. I think recruiters are often viewed as a threat. Um, I think a lot of times, whether that's HR or whether that's talent, um, you know, internal talent organization. You know, recruiters, outside recruiters are looked at as a threat because they want to either, you know, save their money or they want to be able to do it on their own because that's what they're hired to do. And I respect that. And I have those conversations every day. And not every client that has those things is necessarily going to be in our service. However, um, I think a lot of, of what we have to do is translate the value that we bring from being able to bring a network, you know, bring the experience of crafting those those specific strategic hires for those type of positions. And um, I'm, I would love for you to tell me something, because I think one of the things that's really cool about career change, despite how painful it is for some people, is that you do get to learn new things about yourself and learn just learn new things. So I'm curious of what's something that you weren't expecting to enjoy about this line of work that you've discovered is really enjoyable. Yeah, you know, I, I think ultimately, you know, I'm obviously driving to build relationships with decision makers inside of companies. Um, but the cool side of it, and often maybe the unintended side, is off, people think that I'm a recruiter because I naturally work for a recruiting firm. I, I respect that job, but that's not the passion I have is, is to recruit. However, um, I've learned, and I think you would echo this, that relationships are critical at every stage of, of your career. And you never know how a relationship with somebody that you help um, might come back to benefit you. The outcomes you're supporting by connecting you know, employers with the recruiting services is is really the impact you get to have, which is I completely resonate with that because the I got a job in all capital letters is about the best <laughs> email I can ever yeah. receive. And, uh, you know, for those of you who are kind of listening to, oh, we're talking about recruiting, I, there's so many great takeaways of what Randy's talking about, because, you know, really big takeaway number one is the, is the fact that career change 
and your professional development is not a linear path. And we kind of talked about that, like failing forward or success in a different way. But the second thing you just touched on is the the idea of networking and just how powerful it is. And I sound like a broken record telling people to go, go to your network, go to your network, go to your network. But the proof is in the pudding and both from how you do your job and in how you're able to impact others that has really come into play and is the foundation of the, the relationship component. So I was going to say, I mean, every job that I have gotten outside of, of going to a, a recruiter for the Marine Corps has been through networking. And even then, I connected to my Marine Corps recruiter through my brother, who was in the Marine Corps at the time, um, who knew somebody. So networking is is very powerful. And uh, the things, the, the, the dividends that it will pay if you develop uh, a, a network where it's not just about you, but makes about others can certainly pay off. I'm just going to let the mic drop because that is your, that's your, that's, that's the golden nugget of this conversation. Um, you know, so one of the things that we like to do here on the No More Mondays podcast is help people understand who you are as like a, a well-rounded human and mm. satisfaction in your professional life very much bleeds into satisfaction in your personal life and vice versa. Certainly. So I always like to talk a little bit about who you are outside of work. Um, and first, I'm going to touch on the fact that, like you mentioned, you're now my neighbor in the other mountains. Mm. And I hear you bought some skis. I did. I, I went all in. Now, I learned to, well, I say learned, <laughs> that's loose. Uh, I learned to ski when I was on the East Coast, and East Coast snow is completely different than yep. out here. And I'm yep. loving, I'm loving it out here. Um, I bought some skis. I, I bought the whole thing. I bought some some passes, and I even bought, or oh, I got my kids into it. I got my two boys going with me, and so they're learning now, too. So, yes, I, I am in love with uh, Big West snow. Oh, the champagne powder is a really big difference over your boilerplate East Coast ice because I learned on that and I looked like somebody beat me up with a baseball bat <laughs> snowboarding. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. I came out here on vacation and I was like, uh, why am I driving four hours to Maine from Boston to ski on ice when I could just live here? <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome to the world of dry snow. Um, yeah, I was like blowing snow in the East where it's just putting a layer of ice down is not the same. It's yeah, not the same. You got some kiddos joining you on the, on the slope. So, yes. and, uh, and you have a surprise on the way I hear <laughs> we do. I, um, so I have three kids currently, I guess four ones, ones, uh, to be, be here soon. Uh, so I've got three and so we're going to round it out and be done. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Well, <and laughs> we got a nice the, balance. The older kids have to love being in kind of the outdoors and that has to be fun for you to kind of have little partners in crime running around on ski hills and having fun outside. Oh, it's been amazing. Everything they say about Utah, as far as just the lifestyle and what's here and, and all the different national parks and the hiking, it's right out your back door. We just went up into um, anyone from Utah hearing this big Cottonwood Canyon and we went sledding. Um, I think I've done more outdoors in the last six months than I had done in a period of, of three or four years when I was back in South Carolina. And that's not to smash South Carolina. There's plenty there, uh, but it's just so accessible here. It's and so I, and I accessible. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, a, and I mean, you guys hear me talk so much about my little outdoor antics and, you know, the husband and the dog and I doing whatever the next adventure is. And it's so refueling. And, and I'm a big, big proponent of the get outside movement, whether it's yes. in the mountains or whether it's a walk down the street. Um, leave your Absolutely. phone at home. That's the other. Absolutely. Message. I'm with you on that one. Well, it's not as surprising as a, as a fourth kid, but I always like to have a little fun here on the podcast. So uh, are you ready to play a little game? 
I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. It. Here we go. Rapid fire. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Oh, we're going to have to talk more about that. When you were a kid, <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up? President. Oh, we might have to talk more about that one, too. <laughs> what food are you craving right now? Pizza. Oh, I'm always craving pizza. I'm Italian. Yeah, Can't help it. I love pizza. Even the pizza is not really even an Italian food. Uh, <laughs> cats or dogs? Dogs. Okay, good. That's my kids a dog, so I appreciate that. A favorite, right. a favorite book recommendation? I would say right now I'm reading uh, You Are Worth It by Kyle Carpenter, who is a Medal of Honor recipient. Ooh, okay, say that again. You Are Worth It by Kyle Carpenter? Yes. All right, that's a new one. You know, I, uh, I'm i going to hijack the rapid fire for a second. I, uh, I'm going to put that on the list because I am, unlike a lot of entrepreneurs, not a voracious reader. In fact, like I skim 10 books a year and maybe read two. And I decided at the beginning of the year, I'm going to read a book a week. So I'm going to have like a hundred book swing <laughs> at the end of the year, but I'm going to put that on my list. I have to like what I'm reading. And so I'll take that recommendation. A favorite childhood TV show. Wow. I haven't thought of it. I, There's I'm a throwback. Saying Captain Planet's the first one coming back. To oh my gosh! If I could sing, we'd sing the song. Captain Planet, Captain Planet he's a hero. hero. Gonna take pollution down to That's zero. Right. <laughs> first, first I, I, I know. I know the rest, but I'll stop there. What's the best cut of pasta? Ooh. Um. Is rigatoni? Is that is that one of them? Yes, or? and it's an excellent cut of pasta because it yeah, soaks up yeah. so much sauce. Can That's you guys right. tell I like food? Half of the half of my rapid fire questions usually have to do with food. Maybe uh, you have to do a spinoff uh, podcast on food. Just saying. Uh, I do have a gluten free food blog. Okay, there you go. There you go. Um, and of course, this is a show about Mondays. So, what's the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday? Others. Should I should I dig into that? Others, sure. giving to others, 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 others focused, others, um, I, you know, if, if I come into Monday and it's, it's about me and the dreading that I've got for the week or the projects, it's just, I've got to keep it on, on relationships. That is, I love it because it's, you get your weekend to focus on you and your family and Monday, especially in your line of work and for all of us who serve you start the week over giving to others. What an excellent way to bring it all back together full circle as we kind of get things wrapped up here. I do have a few more questions. I would love to let our listeners know how they can find and connect with you um, and, and take it kind of take advantage of the relationship builder you are and connect and become part of your network. Absolutely. Well, I would say uh, the, the easiest way is to connect with me on LinkedIn and it's Randy Davis. I think my, my tagline is Randy A. Davis uh, out there on LinkedIn and would love to network there. Take it off of social media. Take it to a coffee house. Take it to an outside place where you can sit and be, be apart from each other, whatever that looks like. Or even just a phone call. Or a phone call. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or just ask questions. Some people just connect. And, and I think so often I want to go deeper. Um, and I think LinkedIn and social media, sometimes uh, we have a lot of imposter syndrome or we have yes. a lot of people that present a certain way uh, and it may not always be that way. There's more to, there's more to know. 
Yeah. And I think that if you can find the authentic, you know, the authenticity there and how you present to yourself, it'll resonate even better when those virtual connections become real connections. And that is really, I love, I'm a big proponent of LinkedIn, but I think it's a great tool to leverage to create relationships. It's not just where the network necessarily lives in a passive way. That's Uh, absolutely right. Great advice. And if, if you, uh, if you have trouble finding Randy, he's a connection of mine. So find me on LinkedIn. And um, there have been, we've talked about so many good things and there's three key takeaways. I just want to kind of reinforce from our whole conversation before we get a fourth from you and uh, and say goodbye to our listeners. But, but one, it's just that idea of change is possible, but it's not a linear path. And you may not hop, skip and jump into the perfect thing, but you're going to learn about yourself and you're going to have great insight when you do take the next step and you'll, you'll inch yourself forward every time. And uh, this LinkedIn conversation was perfect to reinforce that the fact that kind of networking and people are really uh, where it's at in the professional world, the places you, the places you go and the people you meet, there's that, that became the perfect name for this podcast, Randy, even though we called it that <laughs> half an hour ago before we started talking. Little did we know. And I love cementing all of this conversation with the fact to give, mo- give, mo- give your Mondays to others. You have the weekend to refuel and fill your own cup. And on Monday, you can begin kind of pouring it out into others. And so that we can all leave our own impact in the world in whatever way possible. So as if those are not amazing and inspiring takeaways. Randy, leave our listeners with your best piece of advice in improving their professional satisfaction and taking action towards a more enjoyable career. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, I've already hit on it a couple times, but I think it's a, it's a theme and it's something that certainly has been uh, part of my life where I found satisfaction in many different places um, and many often career opportunities that maybe weren't the right thing at the right time. But the thing that always was consistent was relationships. And if I poured into them and made them real and authentic, then uh, I would have real relationships and really real satisfaction. That is excellent advice. Randy, thank you so much for joining me today. I love this conversation. I loved giving our listeners a snapshot into somebody that has done things many of them are trying to do, but may think is not possible. And I really, I really hope this conversation inspired people in a lot of ways. Thank you so much. Thanks, Angie, for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And as always, please continue the conversation with us offline, whether it's through social media or if there's a way we can help to inspire your confident life. We are here for you. Don't forget to subscribe to the No More Mondays podcast in wherever tool you use to access podcasts. And until next time, we hope you ditch the Sunday blues and we'll see you on the next edition of the No More Mondays podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hoped you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No More Mondays. New episodes drop every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.